Salutation Shades, and welcome back to your one-stop shop for all things strange and unusual, Talking with Shadows. The conversation everyone has, but no one wants to admit to. Here with your host, Vic Waitley. And Marcus D. Like, did, Do you have like a sore throat? Is that why you were talking <laughs> like that? No, I just I just felt like mixing it up a little bit. I thought you got like hit on the head, and maybe you had like a flashback to like when we first started, you were sounding all like real gritty and grungy. <laughs> Nah. For what you were going for there. I, I just like to change stuff up every once in a while. Like you just started chain smoking. Salutation sheets. Welcome back to One Step Shop for All Things Strange. <laughs> like I thought that was I, what I, I was I think it's fun to mix things up with an intro every <laughs> once in a while. Oh, man. This is fun. Oh, man. Yeah, super excited to, to be back recording an episode for you guys today. We're, 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 a little, we're recording a little... I know later than what we should be having this out, but earlier in the day, like I, I was ready to start recording this yeah, episode like nine. We might be recording this late in the month, but we're recording it early in the day, so <laughs> it all balances out. I can tell we're just getting old because we're just like, yeah, I'll record in the morning. I'm like, let's go get like the senior set, like the senior special breakfast, and and then just start recording at like nine thirty in the morning. What are you talking about? We went to Sonic and got like French fries and a slushy. How's that senior citizen? You got French fries. And slushy. I got a breakfast burrito and tater tots. Thank you, sir. Well, fries and slushy, I think, was really the better. Choice. Well, no, I, I, you know, we we get up. Do you not remember like when we used to live together back in college and we would get up at like two. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> like now, now we get up at like nine o'clock, like in the morning, right? Just ready to go. I'm not gonna lie. I usually get up around eight, <laughs> sometimes earlier. We're just getting to that. I know. We're just getting to that point. Where we're just naturally just getting up earlier. You're getting older. I'm getting cooler. No, I. You know, I was. Uh, you know, I. I saw something. I, I came to this realization about why I think people get up like earlier and earlier as we get older. Is I think we're just trying to get up. Like we're just trying. To stay one step ahead of the Grim Reaper, <laughs> like because like because no no death doesn't want to get up at four a.m. in the morning. No one does. No, no one does. That's why anytime I think somebody uh, when I hear they died of natural causes, I I think I think that just means they slept in. <laughs> this is great. All right, let's let's get to some beer, man. Let's do some day drinking. Okay, we just had to raid my fridge for whatever was left, and I'm drinking a Guinness Nitro Cold Brew Coffee, which I've had a few of these before, and I already highly recommend them. They're very good. Stashed in your fridge was something called Investor, with a capital E in the middle of that, which I find odd. It's a Belgian beer. Belgian-style golden ale with honey and vanilla. I had one like two nights ago. They're pretty good. I'm going to try this. Have you ever heard one of these when you open them? No. You hear that? Oh my god. (laughs) That's the sound of just potential energy just like escaping just into the air. Quick, drink it. No, it's a there's a nitro bubble in these, so when you open it up, um like the nitro bubble pops. Mm -hmm. I thought like each the each can just has the ghost of a small mouse in it. It kinda (laughs) sounded like that. when When you crack it, that's the sound of it escaping. Going off to mouse heaven. That is a very foamy coffee beer. Is it, it beer or is it coffee or is it both? It's both. Okay. It's like beer coffee. A beer. <laughs> For the professional day drinker. I mean, I drink one of these every morning. They're really good. Let's try this. This isn't too bad. This is... It's weird. This this beer, it's a golden ale, but it, like, it tastes... Kind of like like something stout, like it kind of it has a weird Guinnessy taste, like it, like it tricks you into thinking that it's that it's like a darker beer when it's not. And I like both of these; they're both pretty. I can smell that beer coffee from across the table. Of course you can. Holy, Look at it. it's like a bubbling cauldron over here. Oh my god, I can smell like this is the first time I've ever been able to smell your alcohol from over here. Oh, it's so good. So good. Oh god! But I'm happy we're back to record. We got a great episode for you guys today. Uh, if you didn't check out our last episode, which I highly recommend, me and Vic talked about something called Shrine Towns, where we were talking about like these rural towns on Illinois that might have like a real like deep occult connection. 
And it was an incredibly fascinating episode. I love talking about oh, cults. Oh. Anytime we talk about cults, I enjoy it. 100%. Well, it was something like, it's, it's something that a lot of people have, have have experienced, but nobody's really put a name to the concept. And I think something like, and that's what happens when they're paranormal is often we share a lot of these same paranormal experiences. We just don't use the same vocabulary. So I highly recommend checking out that episode. Let's go over some comments from that episode. Mary Grace, one of my absolute favorite listeners, <laughs> said, Coworker just drops the subject on his haunted house. No, where does he live? LOL. 100% sure my last job, I've had to stay like deep cover of how into the paranormal I am because I don't know. I don't want to freak him out. I started that way, but then I was kind of like, you know, screw it. I'm going to talk about what I want to talk like, about. Okay. I, I, I know, and we've talked about it before, that everybody's into the paranormal. You just got to wait. Like, everybody's got their <laughs> story. But, like, I got I to gotta let them come to me first before I can, like. No, some people really aren't. You know. There's a small handful of people out there that are just very boring. Yeah. One of my coworkers the other day, like, I, within this week, was trying to talk to me about, like, Trying to tell me like what Bigfoot story one of her friends has said, and I'm like, oh, Bigfoot, you say? It's <laughs> <laughs> like I may have heard a story or two about that. that tell may... me of these Sasquatches or majestic yeah. wood apes. He was like, Chris, you seem to know a lot. I'm like, oh, I'm just an avid reader. You know, I just... <laughs> that's what that's what it is. Uh, Nighthawk patron said, I wonder how much of the hostility and weird occurrences can be explained by people on drugs. A lot of rural small towns have a major meth problem, which would. Make the people paranoid and hostile, plus meth fries your brain. There's all kinds of crazy stuff going on in places with a lot of meth users. Especially here in Indiana. It's been a while since we've brought this up, but me and Marcus, we actually live and record from the meth capital of the world. Yes, we do. That's what Evansville's known for. So super pride right there on that. I I, I would say probably some are. Oh, my goodness. Okay, I get, do you care if I tear us? Tell a story real yeah, quick. Yeah, yeah, tell a story. Okay, I'm coming back from the grocery store with Ellie, and we're pulling in. And my neighborhood's pretty nice, except for this one house kind of a little ways up, which I think might be something shady going on, but I don't know. I just kind of leave him be. (laughs) So I pull up, and there's a guy kind of over there, and he's just waving his hands around. I'm like, oh, he might be, like, in trouble. Maybe he needs help. So I park the car, and I get out. I start walking that way, and he's waving his hands and yelling. He gets halfway to me, and I realize... Oh, he's waving his hands and threatening me. I'm like, what? what? I'm like, okay, man, just calm down. What? What's going on? He's like, f you, f you, f you. <coughs> and I'm like, okay, I don't know what happened, but clearly this is not a situation I'm going to help. I'm going to go back in my house. He's just, he starts running up to me, and then this old guy that's with him kind of runs up and grabs him by the shoulder. He's like, oh, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry that. He, he, he's just really mad. This guy, like, walked by, knocked over his bike and stuff. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a super believable story. I definitely believe that that's what happened, not that you guys are tripping on drugs or something. I 100% believe you have what I call the Frankenstein effect, where people just, like, see your face and they want to fight you. For some unknown reason, like, when we worked at the hospital together, this happened, like, a lot, <laughs> which is unweird. But, don't, but don't get me wrong, there's a lot of, like, like Vic is, like, the nicest guy ever, and, like, p- people get to know him. Like, But there's a lot of people that generally just see you and just go, I want to fight this guy. Like, I, I don't know what it is, but I've heard I have a very punchable face. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means. But apparently, like, I, like, I get into... Like, not so much fights anymore. Like, I've, I've been drugging to a lot of fights in my life that I still, have to this day, have no clue why they started. But, like, I will randomly have people just get in my face and stuff. I'm like, I don't know what's going on here. First, I'm usually big enough and good enough at, like, de-escalating the situation. Nowadays, it usually doesn't come to blows. Uh, let's see. Um, I, I'm also not 100% convinced... That it's entirely drug fueled because keep in mind, I I would say that there is more drug usage in urban cities, yeah, than there than there are in rural settings. And truthfully, honestly, I think you find less um, depression that sets in for people that that often live in more rural communities, or it's like different. Like I don't, you don't, you don't tend to see just the the. Um, some of the the real hard effects that like a lot of like happens with, like with like a lot of urban cities. So I'd be hard pressed to to generally believe that I think it's dr- uh, entirely drug related that causes some of this hostility and tension. Yeah, in urban cities, you usually do drugs to escape sadness and situations. Right. You do drugs in the country to escape boredom. Yeah, you know, it, 
it's like when you whenever like cities are being painted, it's always like you know like it's really easy to kind of paste that kind of dour urban setting and like a lot of rural country settings are a lot usually nicer. Gray nine four three eight said the time I went to a very small town, I ended up having to stop at a store, and I remember both the people there glaring at me the whole time. I remember just thinking in the back of my head if there was something weird going on there, or maybe if something odd, or maybe some odd people showing up there recently. Also, if you like the elderberry soda, the same company makes prickly pear soda, which sounds, sounds amazing. Also, really good. I've had prickly pear before. Mm. It's good. I haven't had the soda version. Uh, Jay the Phoenix says, "I think I distinctly remember an extremely isolated U.S. town. They had to they had to covertly bring cameras into." I want to start that over because I'm make sure I'm reading this right. I think I distinctly remember an extremely isolated U.S. town. They had to covertly bring cameras into securely on secretly on YouTube Explorer channel. It may have been near an old mining area out west. The people acted strange, especially in a scene in a general store. Drink suggestion: grab a punch of Crazy Mountain Dew flavors and taste some. <laughs> They've got a lot of bazillion things out there. I like that. See, like what's the best tasting Mountain Dew? I want to look more into this weird uh, YouTube Explore channel that secretly brought in cameras. Yeah, I actually, if you if you find the channel again, please let us know what it is. Yeah, because I'm pretty curious about checking this out. Also, were you suggesting like for us to do like Mountain Dew taste test? Yeah, that's what he said. I hate all Mountain Dew. You suck. I hate all Mountain you Dew. Suck. I love Mountain Dew Mel- uh, Major Melon. That's what I, I think. I drank that on the channel. I think I've drunk that in an episode actually. Like, Ellie loves Mountain Dew. You can do the Mountain Dew review with her. I just, I... Fine with me. I have not found a type of Mountain Dew I like. Next time we get Ellie on, we're going to do a Mountain Dew taste test. We're going to see We're gonna see which one's and the best. I will just sit here and shake my head mm-hmm. at both of you. Zeno Smith, patron, said, I uh, liked your idea of the town not being aware of the effects the entity has on them. Uh, reminds me of Pennywise from It. Hmm. Yeah, because didn't he kind of cause a suppression of it and then it yeah. came out through like the negative interactions the town people would have with each other mm-hmm. i've not seen the new it i've only seen the original but i remember that being a thing sky c says so i went straight to fatal frame with these shrine towns ah someone's a japanese horror game fan right there <laughs> i know that one that's uh fatal frame is like a japanese resident evil essentially setting yeah, it's but it's more based around a camera. I think I think Missy likes that game. Mm-hmm. A, a friend of both of ours, mm-hmm. but she's really into photography and is very good. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I get like a Silent Hill vibe, like too. Like, I think that's another like way to to like for younger listeners, Silent Hill for our older listeners, more experienced uh, Resident <laughs> Evil. You know, we we should we should throw some of her art in the comment section at some point. I Not would. the comment section, but the show notes. She's a great photographer. Like she, yeah, she does amazing work. And she use she deserves a little bit of exposure. You know, she did my uh, she does my headshot for comedy. She, nice. that, yeah, yeah, the one that I posted on the banner. That's her. She took that photo. A Everybody's few. like, was like, whoa, Chris, that's great. What professional did you get? I'm like, my friend Missy. Yeah, every time she does a really creepy photo, I mm-hmm. usually buy it and just hang it up somewhere in my house. Mm-hmm. Uh, what if instead of uh, Harold Utley? Said, what if instead of going the paranormal route these on these shrine towns, you go more the conspiracy route? What if the shrine they're protecting is something that is highly illegal and the hostility spots from them just not wanting to be caught? Would you be willing to try Huckleberry iced coffee? We would be willing to try Huckleberry iced yes. coffee. Um, but no, I 100% agree with you. I, the conspiracy route of they're hiding some sort of dark secret and that sort of guilt, uh, regret, and shame turning into hostility for people, 100% believe that that absolutely could be a thing. I know we took this angle when investigating Dogtown at one point. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm trying to remember if you were working with us at the time or if this was before, this was back when it was just mainly me and Ellie and uh, Adam Mathers looking into it. Mm-hmm. Were well, you thought like just something bad had happened down there? That they, there might be some sort of secret, but it's not occultic or paranormal. Mm-hmm. That And we're trying to look into that like with some of the odd structures and things like that in the area. Mm-hmm. But we never really found much of a lead on it. Mm-hmm. But we did explore the possibility. 100% guys, you guys should go check out the episode on Shrine Town. It's absolutely fantastic. And it, like this whole month is, it's stuff that you're just not going to find on YouTube. <laughs> I'm going to go into a whole lot of other examples too. Okay, I got something for us. Let me grab my notes. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, I didn't turn off my cell phone. Ah, oh, shame. There we go, for there we go. shame. Just suddenly realized that. Be totally irresponsible for somebody not to make sure their cell phone is Oh, my God, off. yours isn't off either. It is, too. I was checking the time <laughs> because I'm old. I'm checking the weather. Okay. 
Have you ever heard of these mysterious green mists or green glows? We talked about that in Dogtown. Oh yeah, there was something <laughs> like that. He tried to get me, folks, but oh, I, but I, I am prepared. I totally forgot that. I should have, I should have went back and re-researched those and add those in. Okay, I remember that. I, I spaced on it, man. But I'm gonna be talking about. Oh my god, and that even fits the. Okay, we're gonna come back to this. Remind me at the end of talking about this to talk again about that because I blew his that, mind. That fits these notes so well. <laughs> but you said green mists. Green mist slash green glows. They pop up from time to time, and I found four cases of it that I wanted to talk about here today. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one comes from, um, actually the first and second one are going to come from southeastern Wisconsin. And they're both recorded by the same um, county sheriff's deputy. He's in the same sort of area as uh, the Burlington Vortex, but he wasn't aware of that. That mm. that came later on where someone had pointed out to him after he had told his stories. Um, the first one comes where he's parked kind of near a swampy area. He's in the patrol car just kind of hanging out. And he notices off to his right. And right now it's pink in the sky. It's right before sunset. And he sees this green glow just kind of coming from the direction of the cattails. Kind of manifesting as like a mist or a haze. It kind of just independently moved up towards the car, although did not envelop the car. As it approached, first he started having electronic disruptions within the car. The electronics did not straight turn off, but they went kind of flickery. Then the engine's RPM dropped to almost zero. Then the police computer and the police radio fully shut off. And he's just kind of stuck there for a while, just being like, I don't know what the hell's going on. I can't really drive away, and I don't want to get out and get near whatever the heck this thing is. So it kind of drifts over near him and then just moves off again and fades away. One of the things he notices after this encounter, the sky is no longer pink. It is just straight nightfall. He's not sure exactly what time the encounter began, but the sky was definitely still pink when it started. And after the encounter, it's just straight night. So it now. starts like sometime around sunset and then it's in like well into the night after it's over. Yeah. When he first saw it approaching, it was, the sky was pink. It was, the sun had just started to go down. It was just basically the sun had just disappeared over the horizon. But by the time the thing fades away, he suddenly realizes, oh crud, it's just straight night. It turns out it's not like real late into it. Basically, he thinks that. Although it didn't seem like a 30-minute encounter, it must have been at least 30 minutes, maybe more. But so he had this big exposure of boom, missing time. He has another, and that that encounter uh, happened during the summer of uh, 2011. (coughs) The same deputy sheriff has another encounter in the summer of 2012. He's down by the waterfront area. And this time he sees it kind of off on the distance, kind of forming down around the banks. And and once again, it's around sunset. It just kind of hovers by the banks, rises up, clearly glowing independently, then begins moving off in the direction of this island that's kind of out there in the waterway. And it just fades away. It was kind of a minor encounter, and he doesn't believe he had any sort of missing time during that one. So did he ever? But he, had, but in either episode, he never got fully immersed in the mist, right? No, one, one, it never got real close to him. He's kind of watching it as a distance, and then in the first one, it was close to him, but not encompassing him. Hmm. But I do have a story from a different person who is encompassed by it. What uh, you say it was just in Wisconsin, or what city in Wisconsin? What was, was that in? It was near Burlington. Burlington, okay. Yeah, it's southeast Wisconsin. Okay. But thoughts? Uh, first off, I think it's kind of strange that like he ends up having he ends up having this missing time and all these paranormal experiences surrounding it and not actually getting immersed in it, which I think is even more horrifying. Can you imagine last honestly being the horror when you're having like a paranormal experience and just slowly like you does this feeling of like you can't get away, like your body stops moving, you can't react to anything, all of your electronic equipment stops working, and you realize your car's not gonna be able to get you away. Like and then it all like you feel like this is the end, then it goes boop, 
And it just slowly <laughs> it just veers off to the right. Well, yeah, it's one of those things where what was he going to do? Get out of the car? I I would be yeah. worried about that. I wouldn't want to do that. I, I bet he probably left off the part of that where he crapped his pants. I'm like, I because I mean, seriously, I mean, it's like slowly being enveloped by some sort of supernatural predator, and it's just slowly getting. There's nothing you can do about it. Like that feeling of helplessness. That's terrifying. Oh yeah. Okay. The next one comes from Health, Michigan. Excuse me. It's from 1985, deer season, and it's reported by a hunter. Did you say Hell, Michigan, or Health? Health. Help. Health. Okay. Okay. So this is just after sunrise. So once again, right around that twilight time. This hunter's in his deer blind. He's He has a deer in his sights, but he kind of concludes, well, I only get so many deer a season, and this one's kind of scrawny. I don't want it to be this one. So he's watching the deer as suddenly the whole area that he's in begins to kind of take on this misty green haze as he realizes everything's beginning to glow around him. Hmm. He looks around trying to figure out what's going on and he looks down at the deer and then suddenly he's just slammed with this massive rapid fire of negative emotions. Sadness, despair, shame, Literally anything in that negative band of emotions. He's just getting this rapid cycle of them. And he looks over at the deer, and the deer's head's just on the ground. It's just stopped moving. And he says he can hardly control it at this point. Then the mist begins to kind of drift over him and the deer. And once it gets over the area where the blind is, suddenly there's a sudden boom change. It's no longer negative emotions. He's hit with this massive wave of euphoria. He can barely keep himself in the blinds. He feels like something's ordering him to get out of the blinds, to get out and just reveal himself. But he felt that that would have been dangerous, so his conscious mind overwhelmed it. But he could still barely keep from moving because, well, he's in a euphoric state. His legs are twitching. His hands are twitching. He can barely just do anything but move. It almost sounds like mania. Mm Mm-hmm. Then the cloud begins to drift away from them. And he starts to feel the effects starting to kind of wear off on him, but he still has that urge that he wants to get out of the blind and do something, but he doesn't know what. And at that point, the deer just stands up and walks off with the mist. The guy t- after, after that, the mist disappears. The guy takes a few moments, calms himself down, and gets the hell out of there. Crap. Yeah, yeah, scary situation. A lot of things to unpack there. It seems like this mist can almost cause a bipolar sort of effect because you have the depression, then you have the mania. And it seems to be able to instill this in animals. It almost seems predatory to me. Like a predatory mist that's going to get you? It, did you not get that feel from it? No, I, I mean, I, I, 100% I, I did whenever you were talking about it. I thought it was interesting that The guy, the hunter, he was able to use kind of his just advanced thought to suppress his emotions to keep himself from revealing himself in the blinds because he felt like he needed to get out of the blinds. Mm -hmm. But consciously, he's just like, no, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. We're staying here. I wonder, you know, we, 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 I wonder if both of those reactions, because they're like, of like just not moving, is how much of that is a, a supernatural thing and it's not a instinctual urge not to move like the like our uh, realizing like like people generally when they're in a crisis that they they don't move they stop moving you know because you know or the man like we understand like like uh, you know most people's like sight is based on our predator sight is based on movement so you want to generally not that's why people freeze like in, in oh, yeah. one of those situations oh i think instincts plays a big part yeah like you know people that's why people in crisis you ever see them they don't move that's because they don't want to. They don't want to be seen. They don't want attention being drawn to them and things like that. Like, do you think that it? Do you think that it's a supernatural effect that's going on with them, or do you think that it's that it's akin to that that they're just their instincts are kicking in not to move? I think the supernatural effect was the sudden blast of depression and sadness, and then once it was encompassed, the euphoria. I think the drive to not go out. I think that's intellect and instinct. Mm-hmm. I think that was him trying to overcome his emotions to probably survive a dangerous situation because a lot of this stuff has a little bit of a David Politis feel to it. These are 
all occurring in the woods near water, which I, is one of the trends in right. David Pilatus' work. I'm, I'm, I, I am more fascinated with the missing time aspect, really, than this weird, like, wave of emotion that hits them. Because the same stuff they're talking about with me is also similar accounts that, like, people that get, that have been trapped in quicksand come up with. This, this wave of depression or emotion, like, they, like, feeling like the end is upon them. Mm-hmm. And a thing, like, and they just slowly come to terms with it. Well, when it comes to the um, the time stuff, he does say that time seemed to have moved strangely while he was in it. Mm-hmm. That he felt like time was like dilating. Um, he I, he didn't give a real clear description of what he meant by that, mm-hmm. but he did imply that there seemed to have been some aspects of. Like, he thinks that he had returned, like, he was out there much longer than he originally thought he was. And he definitely said while he was in the mist that there were some odd stuff. He felt like time just wasn't moving right. But I kind of chalk that up to potentially just the odds factor since right. he was so unspecific. Right. Well, it reminds me It reminds me a lot of the story of the Green Mist. That, I mean, we have it here in Evansville. That's something that people have talked about in Evansville, like down in Dogtown, is people um, have reported when they go down in there, they get enveloped in this green mist. And- I got one more story, and then I want you to tell that one. Oh, go ahead. Okay. This last story is the one I have the least amount of details on. Mm-hmm. I can't even tell you the exact year that it happened. But it was before the eight, the eighty five incident mm-hmm. because it was in a book before that point. Right. Um, this one occurs in Avely, Essex, England. It involves a family of two children and the two parents driving the car. As they're driving down the road, they notice that there's this blue light behind them that seems to be kind of following them. As they drive, there's this glowing green bank of fog ahead of them. And they end up in it. Okay. Once they're within the fog light, the car begins to slow down, the electronics go off, and the energy die or in the engine dies. They remember being in a bit of a panic, then trying to start the car, trying to car th- start the car, and then it starts up. And they drive the rest of the way home. When they get home, they realize they lost two hours in that time. To them, it was just the car died, and then them attempt to restart the car, and then the car starting and going. But somewhere in that inference, there's two hours of missing time. When they get home, there's some strange things that begin happening. They start having problems with the electronics in their TV, with it just constantly going out. It's a TV that they had never had a problem with. Mm-hmm. They were suddenly began to experience poltergeist-like phenomena with things being moved around and things along those lines. And possibly the weirdest detail of it, they all developed this extreme aversion to eating meat. Like That's the whole weird. the whole family just had simultaneously developed this whole thing where they did not want to eat meat anymore. And there's like we're just that's it we're just going to go straight vegetarian. No, it's it was more like when they looked at it it was just like repulsive to them. It was just something that they they just were like it's like have you ever like seen food with mold on it and it's just like oh oh no 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 not doing that. <laughs> as, as I understand it was along those lines. Like so maybe they were so maybe the there's this weird race of cow people behind these green mists that are just causing us not to want to Psycho, eat cows. Psychogenic cow farts, man. That's what <laughs> they've developed a new defense mechanism to get us to stop eating. All the barn, all the animals got together. Like, look, if we just fart or this green mist, we're gonna get them to stop eating. Us. I, I, truthfully, the extra details in the final story, I don't know how to relate them back, but they're interesting. Well, the the weird thing is, is like even. Okay, so say let's talk about like the stories like here in Dogtown. Like people talk about getting involved in these green mists here in here in Evansville, that happens, and they report a lot of out of spatial anomalies. Like they'll be driving through the mist, and like if you if you drive this route around Dogtown, it's supposed to be like what mile two three max. Like you know, just kind of estimating in that. But people will be driving for several minutes, like the more than the than what they should, and they're still stuck in this green mist. Before that, they get out of it, and that's the only real aspect of that that I've ever really seen. So it's like listening to all these different green mist stories. Like, there's a lot of different effects that seem to happen. And an interesting thing is, most of the stories occurred near water, mm-hmm. and that's that true. area of Dogtown is right, right by on the, the river. river. Yeah. Like, it gets flooded, and that area is super marshy as well. Mm-hmm. Like, like that's what because I had totally forgotten about the green mist in Dogtown. Just I don't know why. It just totally. <laughs> 
totally went out of my head. But then when you mentioned it, I'm like, actually, this fits pretty well. We've got missing time. <laughs> it's in the right sort of setting. And a lot of those stories come out of summer, which most of these stories occurred during summer. Mm-hmm. Want to go hunt for it? Do I want to go hunt for a green mist where we disappear? Like, it's, where the cause it's special summer. Times? Yeah. We can go down there near dawn or near dusk and go for a drive and see if we see anything. Yeah, see if it happens. We yeah. haven't been down. We haven't been down in a long while. We've been talking about Dogtown for like quite a while. Did I ever tell you about the time that I was down there? Like, do you remember like another time that we were down there and we were under the, the bridge trespassing? I mean, yeah. I mean, we'll admit it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. We were definitely trespassing. Yeah. And there was that weird, like, nailed corn husk yeah. doll to a. I think it was to a, it was either to, I think it was to a pole that it was, was down one of the fence posts. Yeah, and it was just nailed in. There's this weird husk corn doll. I remember. I think I was investigating the side away from the river, and you went down the side by the river, and then you're just like, "Hey, Vic, like, is what's that, this thing?" Like, I remember pointing me like, "Is that normal?" Yeah. <laughs> like, and you're like, "No." Like, obviously, that is just not. Like, and the weird thing is, it's like I don't think that it was like a bait trap either. That when it was down there, like I, it was because I don't think. I don't think you would go down that down to that part of where I was, but like even or even then, it really, there really wasn't any corn. It was on. I think it was just the husk part, if I remember correctly. It, it looked but, like a corn doll. Yeah, it's weird. It, it's some weird children of the corn stuff. It was just bizarre. It was very peculiar. I will definitely hand you that. But seriously, let's get up early one day or go out before sunset one night. Mm-hmm. The first thing you know, we can even take the GoPro and record this trip. Mm-hmm. Record us get trespassing. Uh, well, actually, maybe a little bit, but we might not have to do that. Me tres- right, that much trespassing. Right. We can probably stay on the road. I would say the only real part of that is when you go down there by the by the the uh, the bridge. Is that that's I mean you're just you're trespassing down there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but uh, no, the 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 stuff with the strange green mist is 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 weird to me. Like it has a weird fey vibe to it. Like you know, like in the mists of Avalon. Yeah, you know. The problem, you know, but the scary things, I, you know, I'm gonna. Bring, I don't know if anybody here is a big fan of gargoyles that listens to it. You know, I know most of our listeners tend to be like guys in their 30s, so I'm pretty sure most of you remember the show Gargoyles. I remember Gargoyles. That show was awesome. Yeah, and I'm like, I remember like the one night guy. He's like, the mist don't send you where you want to go. They send you where you need to be. And <laughs> is it, he a pirate? No, he's from Scotland. You sound like a pirate. When you say I was imitating his accent, maybe I guess badly, but you know. That, and that that's scary to me of like the idea of like just some sort of mist that envelops you or is going to take you somewhere that you don't want to go. So that's kind of the, the 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 terrifying thing that I that I have. But it that was the takeaway that I got from it. I thought I think the most interesting aspect of the suburb, the thing I, I at least took the most away from it, is the deer getting led away. Mm-hmm. Like it seemed like it was screwing with the minds to try to. Bring someone down and then show it's the force that can lift them up and then dragging them to God knows where it's going. I don't, I, in my heart of hearts, I don't think it has anything to do with the people that saw it. I really don't. I don't think it has anything. I think all these stories are all byproducts of something, of something else. I think this is an after effect of some other sort of paranormal phenomenon. Tell me more. Because like I did kind of get maybe a screen memory vibe from some of the stories. Maybe a screen memory if it if it if that if that meant what it is. But like if you listen like in all of these stories, like nothing happens to the person. Like they just they're just there. Like they're just they have missing time or it's weird, but like nothing else seems to be going on. They're just there. Like when I'm wondering if there's other some sort of other paranormal phenomenon that's going on. And this is just some sort of like paranormal aftershock. Like the cabal the, of witch cows out there. Farting hallucinogenic mist. Uh, I mean, it's like you know something else that 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 happens. I mean, okay. So say like it's like somebody has like an, like they get abducted by a UFO, they get taken up, and then someone two miles away saw a strange light and like going off into space. Like that they're seeing an after thing of another paranormal experience that happened, like where somebody else got got abducted and then went and then went somewhere else. Or something, something that's going on. Something I will say is many of these areas where the green mist has been spotted are areas that are associated with other paranormal or supernatural activity. Yeah, you were talking about like the um, the Burlington Vortex. Yeah. You were talking about that for the, for the first one. Yeah, and many of these are also like places where dogmen have been sighted mm-hmm. or other strange sort of things. Um, so it could be connected to something else because there's other things that generally go on in these areas. 
And unfortunately, I only really had four reports and then a fifth one that you remembered <laughs> that I can't believe I didn't remember. A little embarrassed by that. Um, so I didn't have a massive kind of sample of stories. Well, I this isn't the only time that people have reported like strange myths. Like I know that we're going with mm-hmm. like with green myth stories, but like there's other like strange myth stories that are out there where people have also reported getting involved in these missing and having missing in time stories. It's not just... Especially in folklore. Yeah, it's not just green mist. It's just mist in general where, yeah. this, is, where this is happening to people. Yeah, well, there's even, like, other glowing mists. Like, there's these this, these accounts of these bluish electronic glowing mists. I'm going to be terrified down driving to work every day, and I could just get enveloped in mist. I honestly got surprised that they didn't, like, have some story of a person in the mist, getting, like, just hitting a dog, man. <laughs> just, like, like, just driving along. Oh, crap. From what I can tell, mist is okay, but if you see glowing mist, you you might want to just just steer clear. Just didn't really just help. go home. Just go home. To be fair, that didn't really help the guys in the first two in the first two stories. Um, okay, well <laughs> at that point, don't, don't get near it. If if you even see it like far off, just go ahead and go. Actually, I think if you see it, it's too late. If you're if you're on your way to work, it's a it's a day off. If you're coming back from the office, apparently working a double shift, just. Wherever right. you're coming from, just turn around, go back there. Right. I, I th- <laughs> Or take good notes and tell us what happens. <laughs> I think you're being so nice. I think from the stories you've just told me, <laughs> I think if you've seen the green the green mist, you're already kind of screwed. Might as well just don't move. Like, don't, like, you can't see if you don't move. Like, it's like a T-Rex. As long as your car can still drive, you just take off. Mm-hmm. Just don't drive into it. Drive away from it. So what do you think causes it? Do you think that it's some sort of faith thing? Do you think oh. that it's... Do you think that it's just some other just sort of weird phenomenon? Do you think it's a by? I think it's a byproduct. I think it's a byproduct of some other sort of paranormal phenomenon, and that's what and that's what people are experiencing. I don't have a great argument for anything specific except for possibly an aspect of screen memory, but I kind of feel like it's its own thing. I'm, I'm kind of like I don't have I don't have a good validation for it. But I just oddly have a feeling that it's its own thing. Like it's a it's a hunter. Like it's engaging in a form of hunting behavior. Well, no. Okay. So I I will I will make the argument that I think that the green mist, what it may be, is some sort of like travel, like a byproduct of like dogmen traveling somewhere. These are all reports of stories or places where, where dogmen are, are sighted, right? At talking, least the first three. Yeah. UK. Dogtown, Wisconsin. So four of the five. What was what was one where it's not seen? Essex, England. I don't. I, there might be dog. There's bad encounters bar, in bar, Essex, England. There's bar, there's bar guy stories in there. Okay, if you, we had in bar guys. We're, yeah, I mean, yeah. we're following along. We're following along on the same. You know, within the same camp here. Mysterious canine cryptids. Well, there's been a big. I mean, if you look at say like a lot of these cryptids as say like as supernatural entities. You know, like, you know, Bigfoot being this spiritual creature, and that's the reason about why we don't see them is because he can just teleport, move around, just, you know, that's how he gets around. Maybe the, maybe the, what this green mist is is the byproduct of dogmen and how they and how they move around. That's why we've never found them. I mean, there are some interesting stories involving dogmen, like seemingly being able to appear and disappear, like even leaving tracks in snow where it starts somewhere in the snow and ends somewhere in the snow, but there's no beginning or end mark. They just stop. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe this is the mist that comes out of the Dogman portal. I, I I don't know what to say. It's it, it's an odd conversation. Well, I mean, it, well, keep in mind, like when okay, like if you, with spatial, the reason why cars and electronics work is because of like how we think of like laws of physics and how physics work. Yeah. Like, if you're having something that's bending space and time, it's going to make electronics not work because they all function based on how we understand, like, how we understand physics. And this thought could also potentially explain the Oz factor, where things just seem to get peculiar around certain paranormal incidents. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, everything gets quiet, time seems to get dis- or distorted, you get this very peculiar feeling that things are just not right. Right. Mm-hmm. I think that could be the reason about what's called. I mean, I mean, we're, I know we're way out there and trying to talk about it, like trying to explain what this green. But again, we're talking about green mist that shuts off cars. So I mean, I don't. And it's self. I don't have a logical explanation for what. Like the first thing that I started doing was I started like like we're talking like Southeast Wisconsin, and so I started thinking about like nuclear reactors and power plants that are particular in the area. But there's not one within like two miles of that particular part of Wisconsin. So there's a shot my theory there. 
There is a natural uh, natural phenomena called the gl- the green flash or the green flashes. Mm-hmm. But those are very short incidences and don't really look like a fog or a mist or anything like that. These are like, if you're looking at the sun at the right angle at the right time, you can see these green lines come off the sun. They don't stick around. They don't move around. They don't look like clouds. Mm-hmm. But one of the interesting things is the mist is self-illuminating, which makes me think either it's something along the the lines of what you were saying, something that could potentially be radioactive, basically it's carrying a material in the cloud that's causing illumination, or it's some form of bioluminescence. Or there's some sort of light in the mist, and the water is refracting, reflecting, refra- I don't know which one, which, refracting, reflecting, whichever one, and that's what's causing it to glow. Because if you have a glow inside a mist, it yeah, will, yeah. it'll cause the mist to look like that color, so... But uh, in a lot of these cases, they specifically say there's no other light like it nearby, that this seems to be something where it's radiating out of it. And even in some of them, it's not so much, I, I'm, I know I'm using the word mist, it's really more of a haze, where just suddenly everything around you begins to glow this color, mm-hmm. and it kind of floods out the other colors, kind of creating a, a mist-like look. So I'm not totally sure that this is, I don't think we're talking about specifically so much a cloud, but some sort of like dispersed maybe particulate or just some sort of glow that doesn't have a source. And it's very hard to describe something along these lines. I just use use mist because it's the most easy way to convey, but probably haze would be an easier or more accurate. Why do you think that there's always this association with glowing with more terrible paranormal phenomena oh yeah yeah like because red red-eyed uh, I mean, shadow people not, yeah you th- i mean you throw it literally on any sort of like any sort of story where it tends to get more horrific there is a glow that is going on run into bigfoot you might be okay run into a bigfoot with red glowing eyes no you're done uh-huh. but do you think that that do you think that that itself is just a reflection of just our instincts like like from from early man just like with seeing like reflective eyes like from predators and that's just what we associate just with something that's even more dangerous i'd say it's possible yeah yeah because i mean it, it's across every genre they like the more horrific the story gets the more that you're probably going to see something with a glowing factor but that i wouldn't say pop up. these stories are specifically horrific they're fascinating they're i would unique. say i would uh, i mean i would say the guy that felt like he was frozen in fear like actually, I mean, remember it wasn't fear; it sorry, was depression. like shame, depression, right. things like that. Well, I would say those two guys probably more extreme emotional <coughs> situations, but like, there's always this weird glowing phenomenon that occurs in every single one of those, which I think is just, which I think is interesting. I don't know. I mean, there might be some connection to it. There might be some sort of meta particle linking all these things that we just haven't spotted. But no, I think that's a trait of human nature. I think that's what it, and then I think that's why we bring it up in the story. I think that's yeah. why that comes up a lot more often. We make sure that we talk about that part. Okay, okay, that's, yeah, I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. That. That's just me reflecting on like when, when like we're talking about like human memory of what we're going to reflect on and what stuck out to us. I think that is why that comes up more often. Beyond that, also glowing eyes. Just that's a detail you're not going to skip. Like, well, that's what I'm saying because again. The very first things that got us were things that probably had reflective eyes that, you know, like there's, you know, like for predators. I mean, I think you're probably right, but also it's just a memorable detail. It's it's like, it's like claws. You're going to, if it had these big old claws, you're going to just be like, and it had giant claws. And it was 10 feet tall. And yeah. it just gets bigger. Like it's, it's just something that like in the storytelling you would naturally include. Yeah. So any other final thoughts on this just glowing mist phenomenon? It's very peculiar. I really wonder if we started digging around things like uh, local legends and stuff, if we wouldn't find a lot more examples of this. I think it is a. I think this is a product of some kind, some kind of time and space anomaly. Like something is moving through there, and that's what this green mist is a byproduct of. I think that's. I think that's what it is. I think I think that's something that's going on with that. I think if you connected to lore and things generally, there there is something that is moving somewhere else that is difficult to get to or it gets to it in a certain way and i think that's why and i think that's what it is i think it's a byproduct i don't know if it's causing itself i don't know if that's just a reaction just say just like a, some sort of natural weather phenomenon that's why it causes it that way maybe naturally that i can't explain i know this is weird to say when we're talking about a haze but i really do get kind of a predatory vibe off this thing i i think that it's that, that it's but the thing is, is like in the first one, it didn't even go after the guy. Like I, 
he it, it, one possibility is it literally was not capable of getting within the car. It might have been trying to hinder the car to get the guy to get out. Mm-hmm. On the other one, the guy was kind of in a lure but was able to escape from it. Mm-hmm. But I think honestly, even if it wasn't, I still think that you would have all of those same feelings. I think I think everything that happened in that story would still happen even if it was just some weird magic entity that was just like, eh, screw it, I'm just going to go to Wisconsin just for vacation. I'm traveling through this area. And that happened. The emotion would be natural. Yeah. Uh, Everything. Wait, I want to argue this. Okay. Okay. You're in this weird situation where you're seeing this green mist. In that flurry of emotions, why would you get depression and shame? I'm feeling like you're about to die. I I, I feel... No, I would get terror, fear, urgency, unrest, but I don't think shame would be something that would specifically come to me. Well, it's a guy. Maybe he felt maybe he felt ashamed in his reaction to it. To be fair, I don't think most people are that in tune with their emotions if they know why they particularly felt that way. I don't think most people are generally that, that I don't think as many people are as educated. Now I'm not I'm not saying everybody. But I, I think that uh, that happens to a lot of guys in situations when they get to a lot of men is when they get put in situations and they don't react the way that they felt that they should, that they feel it's a shame. I, this isn't like post guilt or something, I, but let, let, let me move on to my next part sure. of my argument. Why, when it settles on you and engulfs you, that's when you get euphoria. Cause it's not like you're in the clear yet. Mm. I don't know. I, I just I, I just don't buy that this is just all naturally occurring emotion. But that's like, that's what we do. Me and you come up with different ideas and I we argue them. I don't know. He also could truthfully. Truth, I mean, I'm, I mean, I will. I'll be willing to give the guy the benefit of the doubt. But I would also believe that it's quite possible that he might not be fully in touch with understanding about why he's feeling the way he's feeling at the time. But it could be but, it's possible. But I'll, I'll be willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. I will. But no. But I don't. I don't think this. I don't think this. I don't think the mist is in and of itself. A thing by itself. I think it is a byproduct of something else, and these experiences are just things that are happening with people. And I think perhaps it is, but due to the lack of information, I can't. Make no, I'm still saying they're having a paranormal experience, but I think oh, yeah, yeah. I think it's connected to some. I think it's connected to something else. But I, when it comes down to it, I mean, I'm awaiting yeah. more information. I like I I just don't feel like I have a clear enough picture to really form a real solid. I don't know yeah. if we're going to get more info. I don't know if we're going to get like that much more information. If we it. go to Dogtown in the summer, which it is around sunset, maybe we will. Yeah. Um, anybody listening, have you had an experience with this green mist? Have you had any experience with strange mist in and of itself? Have you guys, do you guys have more thoughts on what it could be or other, other parts of lore that we didn't bring up in today's episode? Leave that stuff in the comments below. Um, you know, so that we can talk about it at the beginning of the next episode. Um, if you guys like the episode, don't forget to like, <laughs> Share, I'm sorry, so I'm over here burping, burping. in my mic. Don't, if you like the episode, don't forget to like, share, subscribe. Leave us a review if you're listening to this somewhere where you can leave a review. It absolutely helps us. If you're listening on YouTube, hit the notification bell. Hit the notification bell. That way you stay up to date whenever we put out a new episode. Um, But until next time, guys, keep believing. Because we'll keep listening. All right, guys, we're going to slide into the Pillow Talk segment of the podcast. If you want to check out the rest of this awesome podcast, all you have to do is go over to our Patreon and sign up for as little as a dollar a month. You get all the rest of our uh, podcast as well as access to bonus content uh, where we talk about like where we have one candle TV and you get all these extra videos that we put up only on our Patreon. Which is where we keep our secrets. Yes, our super secret secrets. Our secret secrets. <laughs> and uh also if you uh, if you sign up to be two dollars more a month you actually get access to our poll where you get to vote on the theme of, of each month and the currently right now in the poll that's leaning for next month is strange earth theories oh really oh yeah it's currently oh yeah that's what's currently winning although it's always a tight race with all of them so if you guys want to get your voices heard make sure you go over to our patron and sign up uh today um, all right, guys. I thought for our Patreon, uh, for our Pillow Talk segment, we would just continue talking about these green mist, talk about a little bit of stuff like that, and uh, maybe expand upon some other theories.